So first of all, thank you for all the people who are helping us, helping this monastery, helping these this group of meditators, this community, this Sangha. You're helping us, you're part of it. You're also helping us by just attending and asking questions and participating. So the thing I want to talk about tonight is what something I call the three C's. Communicate, cooperate, collaborate. There's more C's after that. I won't mention those yet. And I'll start with the first one, communicate. This means to listen. It doesn't mean to talk. Just because you think you know what's going on, Listen, listen, listen to your spouse, listen to your son, listen to your dog, listen to the dog outside. That dog is barking. It's a living being out there barking. I know it's a little irritating, but it's alive. Listen, if you need to do something about it, then you will do something coming out of the awareness of what you're hearing, not what you think you're hearing. Most of the world is doing this. They hear something and they think they know what it is. You do not know what it is. If you think you do, and if you'd like to disagree with me, come and get me. Communicate, communicate, listen. You've heard me say sometimes, if you're having difficulty in a relationship, turn the whole thing on its head. Listen 90% of the time, or at least listen 78% of the time. Try to listen a lot. And if you could say, well, they're not saying anything, so I'll talk. No, you might want to say, how do you mean? What does it feel like to you? How's, how are things going for you? You can be considerate. People are suffering, not just you. Everyone's suffering. If someone says they're not suffering, they're covering something up. And I'm not saying that we need to go around being negative about everything or being pessimists or being nihilists or what other, what other, what other fancy word shows up in your mind stream. The Buddha has been accused various ways of being as being a negative religion. It's not negative. It's just the truth. Life is suffering. You have nerve endings everywhere. Sometimes you don't even know they're there until they get hit with an ice pick. So listen. And then, then you can see through your own intelligence, through your own insight, that you can perhaps cooperate with this situation because you've listened, you've received, You've noticed how much you keep adding on to it, your own kind of analysis of it or whatever, your own clearer understanding than the person who's talking. Receive that too. Receive what is being triggered in your mind stream. And you can cooperate with others and possibly run into a situation where you can collaborate. It's just a further, further extension of the communicate and cooperate. Then you might need to look at specifics and you have to be very, very aware of what something is in order to be able to make adjustments or even a suggestion or uh, look at what somebody is trying to accomplish. And maybe they have a clearer idea of what's happening there than you do. And so you may need to listen. Why are you doing it that way? Or couldn't we do it this way? CCC. Very important to listen. Listening doesn't mean that you're gonna you are going to understand right away. 
if you think that listening to somebody that you're going to understand right as soon as they say something, well, you under, you know, it's like you don't even want to listen to them anymore. You know what they're talking. You'll even finish sentences for them. Shut up. Wait for the damn period. Have a little respect for other people. You feel big time? <laughs> listen to people. People are having great difficulty, not just you with your uh, broken chainsaw or hair dryer or leaf blower, whatever. Not just it's not just your deal. Everybody is suffering in some way and is probably covering it up in lots of different ways. Everything from one of the obvious ways is just drink a lot. That's what my parents did. And what did it do? Kept them from feeling too bad most of the time. They were feeling pretty good. Listen, wait for the period. Just because someone pauses a little bit doesn't mean that's a period. A time for you to jump in with your two cents worth. Very difficult. Any kind of community situation, whether it's this one here in this monastery, which we have some challenges going on here. Every community has difficulties or challenges, every company. And usually it's the top down. There's the boss, and then there's the assistant boss, and there's assistant, assistant boss, and right on down to you working in the coal mine or whatever it may be. Or maybe it's the other way around. Maybe you are the CEO. Everyone comes out of a different kind of conditioning here, and you can always point to how you were treated, how you were raised, what your society says, what psychology says, what philosophy says, on and on. And what I'm encouraging you to do, and I do it every day, and I've been doing it for years, is train your mind so that you, so that you see it yourself. Get your own authority. You know what that means? That doesn't mean you're the boss. It means you see there is no actual authority. As my teacher, Chogyam Kungpa Rinpoche, would say, and I have to paraphrase him, it's the situation. The situation here, there, here, there, here, that's always changing. If you see what this is, you'll know exactly what to do. You don't need a boss. You know exactly what to do. But if there's a self-centeredness that wants this, doesn't want that, is operating on hope for one thing and fear of another, or out of passion, aggression, ignorance, fear, envy, and all the other baloney that comes up, then you'll make choices and move your energy in a direction to protect a self that is unreal. And that unreal self is, we commonly call that ego. This is why the people who are really extremes are obvious egomaniacs. We can all point out four or 500 of those without any trouble. But to see the more subtle ego-centeredness that is happening in everyone here, including this person, I've not transcended or gotten rid of my ego. And if someone tells you they have, they don't even realize they're lying because they think they're, they've improved. They think they're better. You can't get better. If you can get, I'm not saying you can't get better through therapy or through, and some people that's the only thing they can do is improve in that way. And what should we do? We should help them do that. Not everybody's ready to sit down in front of the wall for hours, uh, hour upon hour and look at the nature of confusion themselves. Very few people are ready for that. 
So we might have to meet people where they're at, which means you may have to listen to them a lot. You may have to really listen. This doesn't mean that you turn yourself over to them and they start abusing you, that you don't grab them by the nose and shake them. Not literally so much, but you, you don't put up with that crap. You also don't go to war with it. You can be stern without going to war. You don't have to unsheath your sword every time somebody gives you a hard time. CCC, communicate, listen, listen. Cooperate with whatever is happening. Something's moving here. This needs to be done. That needs to be done. Someone needs help with this. Maybe you need some help with something. Communication, communication. And then collaborate on whatever project or form is happening that has been laid out. Maybe it's something that happens similarly every day. It needs to be, we need to help each other with this. Community. Sangha. That's the, the fourth C is community, but that's not going to happen without the, the first three, especially the first one. You have to communicate, which means you have to listen and you have to say what is happening with you so it's clear. You can't just walk into the room and, and I don't know how else to say it. Communicate. I'm ready for questions if you have them. Go ahead. Hondo Vine. Hondo. You said that um, not communicating can actually destroy a community. Yes. When we don't, like for us at this monastery, we're not following through on our CCC threads. It'll come apart. This will not last. Uh, nothing's going to last. This community's coming apart sooner or later. It can't last. Everything comes to an end that has started up. But 2,500 years ago, the Buddha said some a few things to his monks or his students. And because the nature of the teaching and the nature of the way he presented and the way that he was he received this, here we are, still here. This is still the same thing. But it had to go through all kinds of different changes, different schools, different cultures, but the basic teaching is still here. More? What is it so important about observing that form for us in addition to the fact that we need to communicate with one another. Observing what form? Um, on the thread, what we're doing. Well, there's there's all kinds of things. It's just communication. You know, this way, it's a, if it's a community, it's like a large family. So it's important to let other people know what is happening, where you're going, where you're coming in or out of the building or out of the monastery complex. Just important. You want to know why? Because the other two won't happen. People will start developing their own politics and their own prejudice and their own propaganda about who they are and how they're not getting treated well by this person or that person or that person. Have to have a lot of communication, which means a lot of listening so you can understand yourself what is happening with the other person. There's several people in here, and I'm not going to point them out, that are shut right down, won't receive. And therefore, since they're not receiving, they don't, they don't uh, produce uh, the, the last two, the 
cooperation and collaboration doesn't even happen because the first one doesn't happen. Go ahead. I guess that's where I was going is that you also say that it's a, an awareness practice yes. in addition to holding the community together. How is it an awareness practice? So what I said is listen. So you hear what happens uh, when someone is talking to you or when something is being communicated. Is this where you're, where you're going? Okay. And so you're aware of what is happening. You're also aware that you may not understand it. You may not, you may notice that you're also aware that you immediately come up with prejudice or judgments or evaluations or conclusions about this or about that, or about this person or about that person based on all kinds of stories that tend to come up that support your particular what point of view or angle on everything. It happens in families. You were in a family. Remember how that was like when the communication was what violent? I mean, that's passes for communication in families all the time. Abuse, violence. We're trying to do something a little bit different here. It might take a while to do this. You have a question? Well, I'm noticing wrinkles up here. Stephen Bowling, I was See how I listen to your wrinkles? Go ahead. Stephen Bowling, I was, I, I was trying to formulate a question. It was something around when you was at the end, when you said you you have to tell people what your how you are. Somewhat. It's situation. It's the situation you're in. That's you, you need to say something rather than just sit there because you're already saying something if you're sitting there looking like this. Do you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah. Don't do that. Don't stop other people from understanding what is happening with you by scowling at them. Don't do it. Go ahead. How, how can we find the courage to to express that in a community, in a religious setting that kind of has this idea of being under control and calm and... Do I seem under control? No. No. And I've never presented it to you that way. You've seen me blow my top many times, or at least six. It's not about control. It's about awareness, awareness, awareness. You, you don't have to be somebody else. You can be this person, this person. You can be that person. But without the CCC, then you you or me or any of us just ball right up into a knot of fear and start being aggressive with everybody. You don't even know you're afraid because you're covering it up with your own aggression, your own, you know, your own uh, stupidity or whatever you want to say it. Stupidity doesn't have anything to do with lacking intelligence. It just means you're not clear. You're closed off from what is happening. And sometimes that happens because one is afraid of that much openness. This is what we're training ourselves to do. That's why people come in and sit and face the wall for hours and hours and hours and days on end so that we can see more clearly more. Ian Bowing, when, when we're in a ball and we may be sitting with some kind of face on and communicating quite a lot but not saying anything, where where can we start? Where can our communication start? It could it could start with just uh, if you're feeling that upset and you and you're you're projecting that that much negativity, you could be considerate of the people that are in the room with you and just rather than leave them with not have no have no idea 
because that's triggering all of them, you can say something about it. Very simple. You could say, I'm having a rough time. I'm having I'm having a difficult time today. That would be, you know, that might you might not have your pride might get in the way of you saying that. I don't want I don't want to feel this way, so therefore I'll just climb up and sit here. But if you're if you're on receive, which you should be, if you're on receive, you're going to receive the suffering that people are going through. And that's it's very situational. So every every person, every kind of energy that arises that way with a a scowl on their face. If you see someone doing that, you could ask them how they're doing. You could help them a little bit, and they might say, I'm fine. And depending on how that sounds and what their body language is like, I don't call it language in the, in the sense of you figure out what their body is doing, but you receive it. You Actually, that, that way there's some kind of a, they realize that somebody is concerned about them. So you would receive that, but then the situation would... I'm going to dictate it, but it will tell you where if if you need to say more, if you need to back up, if you need to change the subject, if you need to whatever you may need to do need to do more. Where is the beginning of communication? Is there a beginning? Receiving, it's not producing. Just receive, because everything is speaking to you all the time. Everyone's posture, if I look and see everyone's posture in here, I don't look at the sensuous posture and, and, and look at the tilt of her head and the position of her hands and come to a conclusion about it. I'm not talking about conclusions. I'm talking about a very, you could use the word, a very raw, simple, direct form of communication, which is right in front of you. It is a mirror. You have to see it. If you don't see it, then you will abandon what you see for what you think about it, which is like psychology or something. Not that you might not need to do that in some cases, because it doesn't feel so safe to look at someone and not conclude something about how they're holding their arms or how they're sitting or how their hands are positioned or how their head is or how they move from one position to another. Receive that. You won't get a credential for it. You won't, there won't be a feeling that you're a really good receiver, which is what ego is looking for. What is the essence of communication? So I'm not a philosopher, so I can't do that. And I can't remember what Schopenhauer said, if he even commented on it. Are you ready for this one? You want the actual situation? Silence. It's not content. Stillness. It's not movement. But you might have to watch a whole lot of movement and a whole and listen to a whole lot of racket before you realize that. Can the body be silent? We can close our mouths and be silent that way, but can the body be silent? It's not a matter of being uh, of being different than you are. It's actually being how you are, being genuine how you are, and that will be silent and it will be still. But not because of some act of. Uh, of your intention, your attitude, or your will, or willpower, or something like that. So I said, as I said, you may have to listen to a lot before that understanding shows up more. Yes, sir. Andre Bowen, I'm hearing you say silence and listening is part of receiving communication. Before communicator who want to verbally speak, how should that go about? How should that person go? 
Tell, get me a little closer to what you want to know, and I'm ready to respond to it, but I, I'd like it a little bit tighter so that I can come back more uh, exactly. What is over-communicating? And... Talk, 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 talk. It's cover-ups, cover-ups, cover-ups. You do a lot of it. You know you do. Yes. Stop it. So I'm huh? I'm Listen. Listen to who? Whoever is talking, wait, wait, Every, listen to me, listen to me, you, you're asking me a question, you give me permission to function as a teacher for the next two minutes. Every time you say something, be aware that your, your eye movement uh, goes to the right. So this tells me that something is shutting down in your mind stream. I'm not a psychologist, I don't need to be, I'm looking at it. I'm saying, I'm not telling you to stop that or correct it. I'm saying, just be aware that when you're speaking, your eye movement is going to the right. Were you aware of it? Yes. I'm grabbing it. No, it's not to hurt somebody's feeling or say something on this. I'm telling them, don't explain shit to me, man. Don't explain it to me. Did I? Okay. You are. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. I appreciate it. Thank you. So is there something you still want to know? That no, I missed. You just told me stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> but I want you to I want you to listen. Try to listen as much as you can. And we'll go back to the silence in the space. Let's do that one. Listen to the silence and the space between words. If you're hung up on the words and what they mean, then you will ratchet over into your preconceptions, your ideas, and your prejudice about everything, about all the things you're hiding out from. As long, as long as you fascinate, fixate, excuse me, on language and the meaning of the language, then the awareness continually gets trapped in that merry-go-round. That the word I often use uh, is a Coney Island of the mind. It's just a constant chattering of this and this and this and this and this. Just it's, it's so very confusing and entertaining that we get trapped by it. But next time you listen to anybody, listen listen for the space between the words. You won't miss the meaning. If there's a meaning where they're asking you this or asking you that, you'll catch that too. But look at the spaciousness there. Look at the space in which the words occur, occur, occur. Well, maybe it's more of a sharing and a question afterwards. Make sure it's a question. Well, my question is, I'm making a sharing and a question. Yes. For some people who want to open the conversation, open and start with a conversation, though it could be excessive, how? How else would this person get to communicate with people who's just, I guess, listening or receiving? I'm not, I hear you, but I'm not tracking exactly what your question is. How do you get, like somebody that's not talking, how can you receive from them? The over-talkers such as myself may feel like, because they're silent, they're listening, making me feel like I have to say something because they're not introducing nothing to the conversation. Okay, gotcha. Or lending or saying anything about the song. Okay, so what's your question? That's the question. What do I suppose, what do a person supposed to do? Don't, don't talk. Let them talk. If they don't talk, if they don't say anything, then it looks like the meeting's over. Unless the person that you're referring to there uh, starts to ask you questions. It's so very situational. Am I missing it? Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. How is it a saga? How is it communication? Everybody just don't think on oh, receiving and listening, and I don't want to share. Seems, seems to work just fine, but it, it doesn't happen very much. It's something that I encourage people to do: is to is to listen as much as you can, to receive as much as you can, 
without concluding anything about what you're receiving. So you get you get the the for lack of a better word, you get the raw or pure form of the communication rather than the communication that is all tied up with concepts, ideas, constructs about right and wrong, should be and shouldn't be, and all that other stuff that just wants to get on board any kind of a statement about anything. Receive. You can do it. Well, I receive stuff as much as I can. Okay. And I'm receiving this to be able to talk about it. Okay. Good. And I'm receiving that the communication is if I'm not initiating it, there will be no communication. So there can't be no Dharma talk. And there's no Sangha Dharma talk. It's just it's just whatever you want to call it, listening or not, I don't know, maybe first people not in this mode. I don't know what mode they're in, but I do know that the question is, if you're not communicating these type of things, Dharma talk or lending to the mind training, then I don't see the point in, in saying mm -hmm. Sangha will not having that type of conversation. And somebody got to make I still don't, to do that. I still don't see the the actuality of the question. I, I see what you're doing because yes, I know you kind of well. I'm not, trying to I'm not trying to spin. I see it spinning. Uh, yeah. You have a flat question you can ask me? Yeah, I had other questions, but we were on communication. I didn't attempt for this. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm not giving up on you. You don't All give right, up on me. Let me formulate this. Go and then get back? Yeah, so I can be more, Good. more, more succinct. And this, more. I wasn't ready for Okay. Further questions? Yes. When you're bowing, just uh, taking off on uh, Andre's question, is yes. there a place for sharing in Sangha? Um, yes. Some. Uh, a little bit in different places, a little bit in book study, uh, sharing how you're working with a particular teaching. There's a little bit there. I'm not talking about somebody turning into a teacher and teaching the Dharma in a book study. Even though you might have a lot of clarity about it, don't function as a teacher there. Just function as community, help other people study that material. If you really know a lot about it, seem to have a good understanding, then help other people access it, not by teaching them. By holding forth as a teacher, is that what you're asking me? I guess I'm thinking um, on one occasion in a book study, um, I can't remember when, but some time ago that it was almost as if it were a criticism that People don't share. Somebody makes an observation or says this is how it looks to me, and then then there's silence. So is there an obligation uh, from the facilitator or the rest of uh, participants to jump on board of what was this just is, this, this is not a 12-step program. If you need that, there are plenty of them around, and I think they're valuable. And some people can only do that kind of work, uh, sharing picking up the talking stick and talking for 15, 20 minutes about what life was like and what happened to them and what, what, how things went wrong. You've been to many of those, and I have. I haven't been to any in the last 30 years, but I've been to quite a few of them. And I'm not saying I'm not against that. So that that could be valuable, but that's not what is happening in a book study sharing in, the, in that way. The idea is to take the material that shows up Whatever you're studying, you were studying Dogen like you were studying today, and go into that material as best you can, which is pretty difficult. Sometimes you study it, you can't say anything about it, you don't know what to say. So you may ask questions about it, 
And then I do, as a teaching person, I do my best to respond to that since I've studied that material and have a, might have an idea of what's being pointed at there, or I might not. Did I get close? What you're looking for? It's a, just a different situation. It's studying together, studying the Dharma as Sangha, not just reading Dogen on your own or reading any book on your own, any Dharma book on your own is okay, but you, at some point you need to study it with others. Yes. When you're bowing. So on another note, uh, similarly, you, you said if, um, if someone is perhaps not particularly communicative <clears throat> that you might ask, how are you doing? Is there anything I can do for you? When, when does that kind of inquiry become meddling, Alan? I don't think it's meddling at all, as long as when they say, I'm fine, and you don't do anything with it. Or if they say, I don't know, I don't understand this material, then you might not say anything more about it. But you could ask, as a, as a facilitator, the way that I've been interested in setting it up here is if you see someone is never talks, uh, about never uh, interacts about the material whatsoever, you could actually have a, a particular area that you're someone is maybe reading, and you could pick that person out and say, this material is uh, about what Dogen is saying here. How does that look to you? Does that how does that show up for you, that particular person, and they might say, I don't understand it. That's enough. That's enough. That's a big start to actually read something you don't understand. This material is extremely difficult. It is not relative stuff that you can take a test on, although even in Shambhala they test people. So not, not a good idea to do that because each person's understanding needs to come forward as, as they are with the confusion, the confusion that you have about the Dharma, about the teachings of the Buddha, about the history of the whole thing, about so that you're everything that comes forward as your your own personal dependent origination, your family, what happened to your dog last week, and all of that is, is not left out of that situation where you're talking about something where Dogen has said something that's very contradictory. I think we were talking about the moon today. And that teaching is, uh, is a deliberate, deliberately drawing you because of his incredible insight and ability, intelligence, whatever you want to characterize it, draws you into that and then just I think it was the, the I think uh, Kayun was talking about having the rug pulled out from under you. Wasn't that you, Kayun? So it's like, and that's a deliberate situation there. But how do you, you, it's very difficult to talk about that unless you're functioning in that kind of a space, in that the space where there isn't anything. More? So beyond book study or outside of book study, is there a difference among the uh, sharing, uh, gossiping, and meddling, Bowen? Well, meddling is seeing something and thinking that you know more about it than, than that person does or that situation, and you need to jump into it. It also, meddling can also show up as wanting to be a helper. So you see somebody who's flopped over on their side, either physically or emotionally or whatever, and instead of actually being respectful and waiting to see if you can see, is there a call for help here or even openness to be helped here in this situation? Before you jump in trying to bolster your credential of being a helpful person, 
not saying that that's incorrect either, but just be aware, very aware if you're going in to a situation where you're worried about how you'll feel about yourself if you don't help them. This is ego. At the same time, we don't go the other direction and just let the person flop around. Just meet it in the situation. If you practice meeting your own mind facing a wall, you practice meeting the craziness of your own mind without fixing it, without changing it, without putting fresh paint on the thing or changing it. Don't do anything. Be genuine. Be the shit you're trying to get rid of for 10 minutes anyway, or 20 minutes, or three days, so that you can see who you are, not who you actually are, but who you think you are. You can see the craziness. You can see just a call it insanity or circularity we go around and we fight this we fight this we cover that up we cover that up we cover that and now we feel just fine i'm fine and then it all falls apart because of the next situation it's very very difficult to work with it in that way because there's nothing to fix there fundamentally isn't anything to fix but the whole world is pointing the finger at that's wrong and that's right or i'm right and that's wrong or i'm terrible i'm wrong i can't get anything right that's another form of self-centeredness it's worse than that, and it's better than that. More? I just added uh, the word gossip into it. Gossip is just a, it's just like one, it's just like a bunch of fillers. You know, we get some kind of vague entertainment, entertainment and ego support from chattering about other people and their difficulties or their confusion. Not, not comfortable to even be drawn in to a, a gossipy situation, even though you're kind of curious about what they did, what, what happened? Well, she went over there and told him this, and then and they exploded. And now they're, they're at odds with each other. And yeah, we all know about those things. They're painful to listen to, uh, but don't perpetuate it. Don't gossip. When I say don't gossip, you might not even realize you're doing it until you're way into, you know, 15 paragraphs into the gossiping. More about that? Yeah, Bowling, how is it that being genuine and being who you are, maybe being the shit that you are, they say that right, is yeah. has an aspect of silence to it? Why is it silent? Yeah. Or how is it silent? How, how is that silent? Because if you're just if you're just feeling that and you're responsible for it, not to blame. Blame is different. But just you have the responsibility, like you're responsible, responsible for that sound. You're responsible for this hand. You're responsible for this, this kind of energy. You're responsible for these, this words coming out of your vocal cords. You're responsible. It's yours. This body mind complex, it's yours. Not a self, not a separate self, not an ego, but it's yours. You're responsible for that. So when the shit starts coming out of the, the alia or wherever it comes from, from the local, uh, the city don't wherever it comes from be responsible don't shut that out that doesn't belong to me or i shouldn't feel like that do nothing with it just feel what you feel feel it all the way to the center of the earth if you need a, an abstraction for it just feel feel this and with an attitude that it doesn't matter it doesn't matter whether it comes or goes or it gets larger gets smaller you're just going to receive you're going to receive it the same way you would a, a hailstorm not shaking your fist at the clouds. Receive it, receive it. So what shows up, it seems feels so personal. 
That's why it's so hard because that shows you the person person of it shows you how strong the ego is there. You think you're right. You think you're somebody. You think you can win. You think you can use. You lose. You think. You think. You think. You can't. None of that works. That's called spiritual materialism, psychological materialism. More. What is silence? I'm. What is silence? Yeah. What is? What do you mean when you? Say silence. What does that mean? Did I say silence? A couple times. Okay. Several ways. Uh, the, the only way you can really know uh, silence is through sound. So one of the ways, a very simple way to approach it as a practice is notice the silence or the space between people's words. There, that's you could say that ha that is more important than the actual content of the words because the content of the words is usually just some kind of cover up of trying to secure their ego, be somebody, have a great idea, or have, or be right on top of things, or explain things, or have a psychological understanding, or a spiritual understanding, any kind of understanding of it, as you're talking to someone else, or you're listening to someone else. More? If it looks like saying something would be helpful for someone else, to, should we say something? Probably. It's very simple. You can do it very simply that way, yes. But don't set up a standard where every time that shows up, that has to be looked at every time as if it's never happened before. Every time you turn around and see a person you've known all your life, let's take, for instance, your daughter. Every time you see her, every time you see her, is completely new. It's like you've never met her before. And can you maintain that? No, it's not about maintaining that. It's about returning to that complete fresh. There's only there's only one moment like that, and it's this one. There's only one moment like this. You'll never hear this again. If you do hear it again, it's not going to be the same. It'll be something else. You have to. Well, you don't have to. You could. I mean, it's here. You're alive. Your heart's still beating, I assume. We're all here. CCC, communicate. Be kind to others appreciate the confusion that people are going through. Don't just, you know, throw a monkey wrench in it and make it worse for them. People are suffering here, not, not just Andre for his difficulty or not just Shoto for their communication rifts that I've been hearing about for months. And I've not stepped into it yet, but I will. You may not like it if I step into that. Neither one of you. Communication, communication is so important. I have a follow-up question. You mentioned that don't set up standards. And also you keep saying that this practice is awareness practice. So sometimes I need to be genuine and also speak up whatever that I think that okay. is helpful to solve the problem. Okay. And uh, my question is how I can be responsible for using this awareness as an excuse of not able to receive that much. I can summarize my question if no, you are not can, clear. I can respond. Yeah, I'm, I'm, clear, I'm clear about my lack of clarity. That's what I'm clear about. And I'm about to respond out of it. Because I would say 
what I'm hearing from you is, is you have a lot of clarity, but you abandon the clarity for what you think it should be. So the very clarity that you have does not have to improve. You try to improve something, then we're working with relative truth. We're trying to get things to be, trying to squeeze happiness or satisfaction out of the relativity rather than actually just be aware of it. Be with all things. It's, a, it's one of the three pure precepts. Do good, not really confusing there. Don't do harm, not too confusing there. Be with all things. That's the vow to save all beings. That is the, that is the bodhisattva vow. That's the vow that transcends karma. Be with all things. And you may find that you will not get a credential for that. And if you really begin to practice in this way, you will, you will never have a feeling like you're being with all things because nothing is separate. There, is, there are really no things to be with. It's a transcendental path. It is a spiritual path. It's not the mundane path of accomplishing something, including be good, be kind, be helpful, or be with all things. Yes, sir. Sir Rowling, how is silence different than the cramming up or shutting down you were talking about earlier? So you're, if you're, I mean, to use a relative a structure situation, if you're being silent, then you, you can listen, you can hear, you can receive, you can receive through your fingertips, you receive through your mind, you can, you can watch, observe, see what's happening in your own mind as you receive what's happening from someone else and you're listening to the spaces between their words. You, you, you're listening, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching, all of the senses are operating there. They might, may, you may not be able to locate one and say, ah, yeah, I think I'm smelling something here. But those uh, sense fields are not left out, even though they might not show up with a particular object in them. More? I had a different question. Um, are we still observing a form if we're not doing it anymore? Like what? I, just back to Ondo's talking about CCC thread that we do here at the temple. Is it still observing it if we're not doing it? It's it's situational. It depends on the person. It depends on the individual. It depends on the practitioner. And this is true across the board with everything. It's always situational. 15 people all observing a certain kind of rule or standard or law or form or whatever you want. If it's a, if it's a law, then you probably better do it or you're going to have to get Andy's help, right? No, don't break the law. So there's different levels of that. And it's, it's don't set up a standard for anything yet. You can't run, run, run red lights, but there are times when you actually need to run a red light. So it's a situation. This doesn't mean that you use, that you take something that is set up that way, where that's open-ended like, uh, the one that I've said, uh, don't do what you're told. That doesn't mean you get licensed to just do whatever you want and you get to not do it. No, but to look at what you're told to do, I would say, don't do that, but don't turn away from it. This sets up some tension there so you can see that the reason I teach that way is I want you to liberate yourself and I'm going to help you as much as I can, even if you run away. So I'm going to help, wait, I'm going to help you as much as I can. Please wait. Is that better? <laughs>
So when I say don't obey, I'm saying look at the whole dynamic. This will bring you into it. So you can see that you're not really obeying. You're 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 aware of the the motions or or the commotion that is going on in any given situation, and you see how you can pacify it or settle it down. So you can you can work together and you can get something done instead of constant hammering together of people not getting along and fighting about who's right, who's wrong, who should be doing that, who shouldn't be doing that. More. How does a teaching like don't do what you're told help to nurture a community? Well, it, it can be used the other way around. You know, someone can say to you, so, uh, well, so that so don't do what you're, don't do what you're told. So that's what I'm doing. They're setting, they're taking, they're, they're, they're abusing the teacher because they're not understanding deeply what the teacher is trying to help them with is to help them see their self-centeredness. Instead, they use it as just a mundane thing. Well, I don't have to do what I'm told because Sogazan says I don't have to do what I'm told. That's, that's very, very disrespectful to this old man. And what this old man is trying to point to is trying to help you see your self-centeredness. If you don't do what you're told, this allows a lot of space around what, uh, what the ego. Allows a lot of room there so the ego can really get a good dose of oxygen there. Don't do what you're told. Don't you? Then notice what happens when you hear that and notice how you want to use that to support what? Your ego. But if you see that, wait. Wait till I finish. Wait for the period. Why are you raising your hand? You didn't see a period yet, did you? Oh, good. Why the long face? All right. What is a long face? We'll go to a what question? <laughs> go ahead. I forgot what I was going to say. As if I even remembered. Go ahead. If we see, like myself, that I can get comfortable just adhering to forms, should I start with disobeying them? No. Come on. Of course not. You need a good kick in the pants. Should you start disobeying the forums because you're getting too comfortable with forums? Perhaps I should start disobeying them. Are you, are you really, is that a serious question? Why would you ask something like that? Is it like you're trying to go downhill? Haven't I told you? Try to improve. <laughs> I just notice my self-centeredness when I see people just what looks like to me disregarding forms. I just want to say screw it and start drinking in the Zendo. It's a projection. But I, listen, it's a projection. We're doing this. I know what you're talking about. I want to do that too. I want. I look at the confusion that goes on in the community. Uh, those of you on Zoom, uh, unless you've been here, don't get as strong a taste of this as those who actually live in this community. And I've lived in these kinds of communities for fifty years, so I, I know what this is about experientially. And I have a fairly good idea, um, somewhat, uh, why that gets doesn't get addressed very clearly. Um, more. Igor from Croatia says, "Hello, old man. Is it possible to stop being fundamentally afraid without all the drama of sitting?" Is there a more direct way besides sitting to put your neck below the axe? My understanding and the way you're uh, expressing yourself 
I would say just a lot of sitting, and I don't know how much you're doing. Is he, what's his name? Igor. Igor. And uh, I'm very biased. It's because the only way that I've come to any any understanding for whatever it's worth is to excuse me is to see that um, you have to see the confusion. You have to see that you talk about putting your head or neck under the axe. I'm just saying you have to see all of that. And the only way I know of, not saying there are other ways, but the only way that I know of that uh, has helped me is to look at the, the garbage pit, look at the negativity, look at the difficulty without pushing it, without pulling it, without explaining it, without, 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 don't do anything with it. Because fundamentally, everything is dependently arisen. There are no separate beings anywhere. There's, there's separate eyeballs, there's separate nose, there's a separate tongue, there's separate hands. But the fundamental understanding is it's not separate. It just looks that way. It's an incredible stage play that, that looks like a lot of otherness, and it's untrue. So I would say, Igor, sit a lot. Not an hour a day, sit more than that. Sit an hour and 15 minutes a day. Sit, 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 and so you can see it. It might take years, probably will take years. Might take decades. Maybe you don't have decades left, but do it anyway. There is no, there is no next, as I said recently in a uh, response to someone's question. There, 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 you get tied up in neck. Well, what happens next? There is no next. There's only this right now. There's this right now. There isn't anything else but this. You can say, well, what's going to happen in 10 minutes? I'll be over there. You guys will go somewhere else. But that's, that's your imagination. That's not going to happen. It's not an occurrence. It just looks like it. And it is so convincing that we will hurt each other and hurt ourselves in order to protect something that is fundamentally unreal. And that is a separate self. Realize it. When you say obey and disobey, as what Shodo asked. So my question is, is easy and clear just to hear your word, obey and disobey. It's very clear and simple. However, you also mentioned that this practice is awareness, awareness practice. So I feel very confused about this word awareness. So my question is, how can I not use awareness to abuse what you have been teaching us and also abuse the Dharma gate for me to see deeply? Very good. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. So you may have to do some abusing. I have a feeling from just from what little I know, you haven't met you face to face yet, but I think that's coming up pretty soon. And just the way you ask your questions, I think you're already doing what it is I'm endeavoring to help you with. Okay, so I, I'm, I'm, it's not a credential. It's not a compliment. I think you're already doing it. Just, but the way you ask your question, you're already looking at that. It just doesn't feel very good. But you have the awareness around that, around something that is negative, because the identity is still, is still laminated to the awareness, it feels like you're having that feeling. There is no you. It, don't believe me. I mean, I'm not saying, believe me, there's no self, no other, whatever like that. Don't, don't go into the belief. But consider that what you're doing is the awareness. Here's, I'm holding up my watch. It's arising in awareness, and now it's going away. And so that awareness uh, is not a thing. It is, it, it, to talk about it relatively, it is the space in which things show up and go away. But that which shows up and goes away is just relative truth. That which uh, 
perceives that or has a direct perception of that situation is uh, is an aspect of consciousness that is receiving or perceiving or receiving or um, observing. I don't know how else to say it. It's not a thing. It's not an identity. It's consciousness only. And and you're doing it. Just continue, continue. So you are saying that the moment I will wear the so-called the awareness is also dependent region de dependent reason. Uh, and and uh, there, you could say awareness is dependently arisen to some extent, but the the, the awareness itself or con uh, consciousness awareness is an aspect of consciousness that is, that gets localized or focused. Very difficult to explain that without getting into a. Uh, um, storytelling of sorts. So uh, it basically isn't anything. It, it is it has no it has no uh, has no quality to it of, of, of being something. And the only way we know it's there is things arise in it. Consciousness always finds the form it needs. And when it, when I say needs, because of dependent origination, because of the fascination with grasping, rejecting, shutting down, uh, aligned with the belief that there's somebody who feels this way, doesn't feel this way, likes this, doesn't like this, some kind of propaganda going on in the mindstream called me and my stuff, my ideas, where I'm right, where I'm wrong, and why he shouldn't have said that to me. And if they only understood what I said, on and on So just receive. I, what I'm saying here is you're doing it. And the feeling that you're confused about it, uh, the feeling that you're having a, some kind of existential conflict about the whole thing, uh, that's also more... Uh, more uh, dependent origination. Don't concern yourself with it. Don't join it. Don't reject it. And certainly don't ignore it. This is awareness. If you don't know what it is, you're probably aware of it at a, in a fundamental way. If you know what it is, then you're a couple layers away from what it actually is, and you're buying into concepts about it or judgments or opinions. And that's somewhat what you're being tempted by. There isn't anything. But even that is uh, not exactly accurate. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you, sir. Can we be unaware of projecting on others? Yeah. Super question. Okay. Can we be aware that we're projecting on others? And what should a receiver do about that? The receiver or the projector? Well, the first question, the part of the question is if we're projecting on someone and intentionally grasping it and then no way intentionally projecting. I know I haven't done that. No, I'm not. What, what is it you want to know? Help me, help me with that. You're projecting on another, but you aware. Because you, we can, you just said, we can be unaware that we're projecting. Can we be aware that we're projecting? Yes. And if we're aware that we're projecting, what should a receiver do? How should a receiver react to that aware? Awareness of projection. Don't, don't do anything with it. No, nothing else. Don't add, don't subtract, don't fix it. Don't stop it. Don't propel it. Don't make excuses for it. Don't, 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 don't. Like a donut shot. More? I'll take one more if there is one. If not, we can close. Kayun Bowing. Go for it, Kayun. It seems like living in a community like that turns up the heat on one's neurosis does what protects the community from 
personal outflows going? I, I think it's uh, each person's individual practice and just uh, the people who are sincere and really have a, a strong wish or desire to understand the truth of the Buddha's teaching as a Buddhist uh, community. So there's teachings there that we could talk to specifically that you already know about, but I would just say it's in the intention to, to communicate, cooperate, uh, and, and collaborate with others and, and have an actual community that's based on respect for, for each other. And that, and, and also being able to receive someone else's confusion uh, where it's at without feeling like we have to correct everybody. This doesn't mean that if somebody is confused and their, their outflows are, are really stirring up a big uh, bunch of mud pies everywhere that we shouldn't get in and say, no mud pies, get them out of here. No more, you can't do that. So you might be very, very strict and severe about that, but that's the only where, where there, there's no punishment there. There's just saying, you can't do that. Don't, don't do that. But there's no, but nobody gets their hands slapped. This is a misunderstanding punishment. It's a, uh, it's, it's just a, it's, it's about control. We have to be very tentative about trying to control anybody and be respectful of people's confusion. That's especially difficult with a four-year-old. Can you say? Very, very, when they're really tiny, then, then we're trying to be respectful at the same time. We don't want them taking, taking over our life. So, very good. What, what's next? Uh, Hi, my name is Sokuren, and I'm one of Sokuzan's monks. Sokuzan so freely offers his love to us and his wisdom through these talks and never asks us for anything in return. If you value what he does and what he is, and want them to continue, please visit our donate page at sokukoji.org. Thank you.